The Sober Highway Podcast is brought to you by our good friends and sponsors, Brainwashed Coffee Company. Coffee is very important to the recovery community, but you already knew that if you've been listening to our show. What's even more important is the fact that Brainwashed Coffee Company donates 50% of their profits to people in addiction recovery. They've been taking good care of Anika and I for a while now, and now they want to take care of you. They're launching an all-new subscription service, which will bring fresh coffee on a monthly, bi-weekly, or even a weekly basis straight to your front door. If you head over to brainwashedcoffeeco.com and use the code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout, you'll get $5 off your first coffee order. Plus, if you order three or more bags, you'll get free shipping. Again, head over to brainwashedcoffeeco.com and use the promo code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout and help support an amazing brand giving back to people in recovery. Hey, everybody. Today is Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. And today is the Hank Aranth, episode 44 of your favorite recovery talk show, The Sober Highway Podcast. This week, Anika and I just struggled to get the episode off the ground. Because honestly, neither of us really brought that much to the table. But we powered through and hopefully we made a good episode for our loyal listeners. Hope you're ready. Get ready, get set, and let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Anika. And my name is Dan. And welcome to your favorite recovery talk show, The Sober Highway Podcast. We are two young social workers who have dedicated our lives and careers to affecting change in the addiction recovery community. We want to use this podcast as a platform to take the things that we have learned over the course of our careers and share it with our listeners. At the end of the day, we hope to inspire as many people as we can to make a change and live a sober lifestyle that works for them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We have, we have, we're on Twitter, uh, sorry, Twitch and Twitter. Okay. We're going to be on. Uh, it seems like, it seems like those are the platforms where we usually get the most people. Um, so how are you? I'm okay. Same shit, different week, huh? Yeah, just tired. Okay. I my two hour sleep segments. Do you, like... Does it really wear you down getting that much sleep that many nights in a row? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, so, like, I thought, because I've had, like, insomnia at different times, like, in my life. Yeah. And um, I have never been as tired as I have been since having a baby. Jeez. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's not, the one thing I can say, it's not every kid from what I hear. Some, some babies are better sleepers than others. Uh, you know, they all have different issues. Um, my friend Tom's son sleeps through, usually sleeps pretty well. Yeah. So it's also like a developmental thing. So by the time they're like six months, normally it's better by the time they're a year, it's even better, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I had a very interesting week. Well, let me just say, I got a really good piece of news. Okay. On what's today? Today is Monday. So this past Friday, I got a really good piece of news at around 630. I'm going to read you this email or this letter that was attached to an email that I received around 630 last night. Uh, sorry, Friday night. 
I'm going to try and redact as much as I can um, to not give any names away. Okay. So, dear Mr. Greenberger, this letter, this fo- the following letter is in response to the complaint brought by so-and-so alleging that you engaged in unlawful discrimination, harassment, or retaliation in the workplace. What? Yeah. Remember that guy I told you about? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh so I, I met with it. I met with an investigator. I, I met with someone about this. Oh, this is crazy. So pursuant to the pursuant to our corporation's equal employment opportunity policy, the office of EEO is responsible for reviewing and responding to all internal complaints of unlawful discrimination, harassment, and or retaliation. Following an investigation of the complaint and pursuant to our company's procedure, this office has issued the following determination. No reasonable cause has been established to, to suspect a violation of our EEO policy. Well, duh. No fi- so that's awesome. <laughs> they did say no finding is made as to any other issues outside the scope of this office that might be construed as having been raised by this complaint. So basically... There's nothing out there's nothing else out there that could have possibly influenced this decision. Okay. Right? There's no other evidence out there that's indicative of anything else that could have influenced this complaint. Mm-hmm. Um please be advised that acts of retaliation against a complainant or any person participating in the investigation of a charge of unlawful discrimination is strictly prohibited. If you have any further questions, email me. So hopefully this is the end of this vendetta that this person has against me because I honestly can't take it anymore. I really can't. Um, this, like I, I asked my union rep, like, what is like, what legal recourse do I have if he continues to escalate this? Because there is still room to escalate it, but it has to go – it's to an external agency, mm-hmm. so something outside of our corporation. Mm-hmm. And he was like – the union rep was like, Daniel, you don't have any legal recourse because he's engaging in protected activity, right? He's reporting discrimination. He's reporting harassment. He's reporting retaliation in the workplace. Right. So like if you were to say sue him for slander, he can turn around and say, Well, this guy's retaliating against me because I filed a complaint against him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, basically the union rep was like, just whatever investigator comes to talk to you, you you're honest with them, you tell them the truth, you tell them exactly what you told. You told them exactly what you told the EEO investigator, and it will come back the same. And eventually someone's going to be like, bro, you need to cut this out. Uh, so thankfully. Well, hopefully it th- doesn't go any further. I mean. Yes. <sighs> I'm just crossing my fingers. Um, in other news. Well, we'll start. We'll start with. Um, we'll start with the fantasy football. Um, 
it uh it didn't go well we didn't get our what was it 39 points or something worse (laughs) it's worse than that let me just pull up the uh let me just pull up the standings all right (laughs) i'm so fucking disappointed um okay so basically the tiebreaker we were we were in a three-way tie at at 6 and at sorry at 5 and 7 mm-hmm. okay so two other teams the two other teams that were um i'm sorry there were there were two teams there were three teams at 5 and 7 there was one team at 6 and 6 okay the team at 6 and 6 lost so they moved down to 6 and 7 right so essentially it didn't come down to one of the three original teams it came down to the team that was 6 and 6 that lost and essentially it wasn't it wasn't the 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 regular season matchup between him and I that would decide it which I won it was essentially the points for versus points against like the oh, difference wow. between points for versus points against and his differential was smaller than mine than ours so he advanced to the playoffs and he ended up going up against um Tim and Tim shat the bed against this other team and my team our team happened to have the best one of the best again another amazing week so we would have had we made it to the playoffs we would have won convincingly and moved on to the next round but we didn't okay well we so, knew we knew last week that it was kind of a stretch right yeah we, yeah. we talked that, about that it was like mm, it's kind of a stretch anything's yeah. possible yeah so i put out like a funny meme it was like oh well you know that feeling when you get eliminated from pl- the pl- the fantasy football playoffs and your team has a great week the following week and it's just wait hold on i'm going to see if i can uh, i'm going to see if i can pull this meme up it was actually pretty funny <laughs> wait can you see it yeah yeah and and tim liked it that's the funny part um Okay, what else is going on I wanted to share with you? Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but that doesn't mean that there isn't anything. It means it might just take me a little bit longer. <laughs> okay, so here's something. Again, referring to the Dope Sick TV series that we should be watching. Um, so you're familiar with the Sackler family, right? Mm-hmm. They're the owners of Purdue Pharma. Oh, is this the whole thing about their, their, um, name uh-huh. being taken off at the vet? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So for those of you that don't know, the Sackler family is the family that is the owners of Purdue Pharma, who were the subject of the TV series Dope Sick that we've been reviewing, um, that were essentially responsible for the opioid epidemic because of their dealings with the drug oxycontin and essentially the new york new york's metropolitan museum of art otherwise known as the met will be removing the sackler family name from seven different galleries um in the museum 
um, in addition to the wing that houses the um, the uh, the gallery for Egyptian art, which was like my favorite part of the Metropolitan Museum. Yeah, it's a great, great exhibit. The Temple of Dender was like my favorite thing to go see because I used to go like all the time and I didn't know that it was the Sackler wing in the Sackler wing. Um, I didn't either. Had I known that a couple of weeks ago or, you know, had I known that before. I, oh, yeah, because you, you know, were there recently. No, that was natural history. Oh. That was natural history. But, like, if I had if I had gone – actually, no, I don't know. I, I was going to say had I known that it was the Sackler Wing and I'd gone there and I saw, oh, Sackler Wing. I was like, oh, I don't want to go in there. I don't like – they paid for all this. I don't want to go see it. But then again, it's kind of cool, so I'd probably go see it anyway. I mean, it kind of is like one of those things where it's like they, they did donate all this money, like, for – art preservation and culture right and things like that and like i i totally agree their names should be removed however like i was actually reading something that like like just responses i think it was on facebook and like Mm -hmm. people were saying like oh well you know like the the museum should give all that money back to to people who are you know um who are in addiction and recovery and i'm like i mean the museum it's not their fault really they're they're trying not, to make it's not their fault. They took the I mean like the money was used for the 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 furtherment of you know history, like you know, uncovering history and displaying it to show the world. Yeah. It's not I'm, like they were using it for you know to line people's pockets. It was donations. Yeah. You know, I agree with them taking the name off. I think that's Agreed. doing the right thing now, right? Like trying to mm-hmm. make make some reparation in that way. Uh, but I thought that was very interesting that people kind of said that. And I was like, mm. yeah, that was a you little know, weird. But that's not quite the same. So uh, let's see here. Um, 45 minutes ago. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with addiction recovery. <laughs> I literally just I literally just Googled addiction recovery news and that came up and had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, let's see here. Really, we got no viewers, no viewers on Twitch, none on Twitter. It's also not our normal time, so I'm wondering. Yeah, you know, this is kind of like an odd time. It's a little early. Like yeah. Weekday. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about um, the whole thing with Coca Cola? No. Apparently, Coca-Cola, they recalled a whole bunch of of their of their soda because there were like shards of metal found in the in the in the soda. Oh, that's so like awful. Yeah. So like I was out to brunch with Michelle and some of my family in Connecticut, which I'm going to tell you about because it had to do with the wedding. Um uh, we went to brunch and Michelle orders a Diet Coke like she normally does. And my uncle Rob was like, Michelle, don't drink that Diet Coke. And, and I'm like, like why? And she's like, why shouldn't I drink it? And she's like, oh, you didn't hear this thing about, about Coca-Cola with like shards of glass and metal found in the soda. Like, don't drink it. She, he was literally like, Michelle, do not drink that Diet Coke. He probably Coke. scared her. Yeah. She, she. <laughs> She, she was so excited. Yeah, she was like super thirsty. And she ended up just drinking water, which is unlike her. But anyway, we looked it up afterwards and it was like it only had to do with cans. It only, and so I was like, they're not serving Coke out of cans. So 
Um, so yeah, so we went to Michelle and I went up to West Hartford yes uh, yesterday to uh, take a look at event another venue. And this was this the last was, one you're looking at, right? Correct. This was the last venue that we wanted to see uh, because this was our like before we started looking at venues at all. This was the this was the number one venue that we had in our like wedding planning book. Uh, so before we put a deposit down on the venue that we really like, that we already saw, we wanted to at least do our due diligence. So we go up there and the room was absolutely beautiful. Like Michelle fell in love with it, but there were a lot of issues behind the scenes that kind of turned us off from this place. First of all, um, the, the primary option for the like the 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 primary plan for ceremonies at this place is outdoors michelle doesn't want outdoors she wants indoors which is fine in the fall it's going to be cold yeah right so there you know they were actually setting up for a wedding that was going to be happening later that afternoon and they were like yeah there's only 30 chairs here and i'm like I'm like, why are there only 30 chairs here? She goes, well, the indoor ceremony, the indoor ceremony can only accommodate 30 seated guests. Everybody else that attends the ceremony has to stand. So I said to the the the, the tour guide, I was like, so you mean to tell me that I have to tell 130, 100 people that they have to stand to watch me get married? And she's like, unfortunately, yes. So that was a turnoff. Michelle was like, I'm not making people stand. Um, and then they basically said the, the ceremony, if we do an indoor ceremony, the, the, the ceremony, the cocktail hour and the main reception all happen in the same room. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah. She was like, if you had the ceremony outdoors, we would redirect your guests around the side of the building to the front so they can come in through the front door again. And so that way we can set up for the cocktail hour while you're having your ceremony. And then, you know, your guests, you know, I was like, is there any separation in the room when we're having the cocktail hour and the ceremony? They were like the reception. And they were like, no. So I was like, so you mean to tell me like during the cocktail hour, people can just like walk to their tables and like sit down at their tables. And she was like, yeah, I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah, that's weird. That's stupid. Like, I don't want people sitting at their t- their actual dinner tables when the cocktail hour starts. So, um, you know, they gave us a they gave us a mimosa to drink while we were touring, which was nice. Um, so we didn't want to like leave abruptly without finishing our mimosas because that was kind of rude. And then they gave us some cake pops to take home, which we left in Connecticut at my cousin's house. Um, but. We walked out of there and I was like, I really wanted to like this place so much. And you guys didn't. And we didn't. So so now, now we have a venue, we have a date, and uh we are hoping to um we are hoping to make an appointment to put down the deposit for the venue very soon. Good. And yeah. Well that's nice. Mhm. Did did you come up with anything yet? No. No, all I hear I hear my baby in the background. <laughs> I hear him. He's like, Wah! 
he's like very fussy today uh let's see why don't we just do regular regular news okay um, a little. We, we don't really do regular news we don't really do regular news um the mta is going to be offering free ro- wait what they're not doing the pantsless uh, subway ride again oh uh, what was that called year? again I forget. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. <laughs> but that's like stupid news. Yeah. Transit leaders hope to... What the fuck? Free rides for tap-and-go customers? Hold on. What is this? Okay, because the New York Times... I can't read the articles on the New York Times because I don't subscribe to the New York Times. Oh, I hate that. Okay, subway bus riders who use the MTA's Omni Tap and Go payment system for more than single twelve single fare trips in a seven day period will automatically be upgraded to an unlimited weekly pass. Ah, the new policy known as fare capping will start on a trial basis on March first, and is intended to encourage New Yorkers' ridership recovery and reduce costs. As a result of the policy, riders who take thirteen or more trips using omni between midnight monday and eleven fifty nine on sunday will be charged 33 dollars fat flat for those fares okay that's, that's pretty cool so i'm assuming like you get like a bunch of money back yeah so if you I pay for all those rides individually so 275 wait hold on this also, this almost also seems too good to be true, you know. Yeah, I mean, two seventy five times four is fourteen. Yeah, it's uh, two seventy five times thirty eight ish. Thirty five. So you're really only getting, you're getting, you're getting two seventy five back. So you're so you're getting once you one free ride. <laughs> you get one free ride for every for 12 and then and then so for me for me if I go so that's two I only use 10. That's stupid. If you're commute if if you if you work a 5-day work week that doesn't help you at all. Right? Like if anything you should be giving more incentives to the people who use the the um the 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 train like every day to commute yeah like you get 10 rides for the price of eight you think right um trying to think are we really just gonna have like a short episode this week because we're only at like you know what i saw that that was interesting actually go ahead it was an advertisement again on social media and i forgot the the name of it but it was like um like a little like you know those like little five hour energy drinks that are like in those tiny containers. Okay. Yeah. So it was like that, but it was for drinking, and it's so, to prevent a hangover. Oh, was it like prickly pr- prickly pear juice or something? I have no idea. I don't remember the name. I don't know what was in it. I just saw it, okay. and it was like oh, like and in the ad, like the person, the woman in the ad, she was like drinking like seven drinks or something like completely outrageous, right? Oh wow. And I'm like, okay, well, I think you might need to look at your relationship with alcohol, but okay, let's, let's go with this anyway. Right. And it was like, 
you know, drink one of these if you have less than four, like four or less drinks and drink two of these if you have more than four drinks to avoid your hangover the next day. And I'm like, that's such a, that's such a joke. Like, so instead of encouraging people to be like, let's actually look at your relationship with alcohol, what's going on, right? And like, is this a pattern that you have? Or is, you know, like, cause like at the end of the day, buying those things means in some way you're premeditating binge drinking. I've right? always been a, I mean, I've always been a, I've always been a proponent of, of antabuse. You know what I mean? Because I've, cause I'm a firm believer that, you know, that taste aversion is one of the strongest forms of learning, Right. Like as a kid, if you eat something and it makes you throw up, you'll never eat it again. Mm-hmm. Right now, you might try it again when you're an adult because you're, you're an adult. But you even, still have that that memory of it, right? Right, but like even even now, like if I eat something and it makes me gag really hard because like it it, it repulses me, like sushi. Whenever I eat sushi, I have the same reaction every single time, and it, it I was like, I'm never eating this again. And then you know. My mom's like, oh, Dan, you got to try it. Or my friends are like, oh, I can't believe you don't like sushi. You should try this place. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's going to be the same thing. And I go and I try it again. And it makes me it makes it makes me gag every time. So like I was saying, you eat something or you drink something and it makes you puke. You will never want to eat it again. So if you take this medicine and you drink and it makes you throw up, you're not, not going to want to drink because you don't want to get sick. Now. The common workaround for this is, well, if I just don't take the pill, then I won't get sick. Mm -hmm. I I can't get sick when I drink. So my response to that is they should make a long-acting injectable version of antabuse. Well, yeah. I mean, like Vivitrol, the pill is very helpful with with reducing the cravings, right? A naltrexone. Mm-hmm. Um, pill is, is helpful with the alcohol cravings, but then they have the Vivitrol shot, right? It's like, it would make sense. Yeah, but it doesn't, uh, I, I agree. I think the Vivitrol injection is great, but it doesn't, it doesn't make you sick. It's, it's, it's a totally different type of reaction. principle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would be kind of cool though. You know what I mean? Like as soon as your body detects the metabolite, there's gotta be someone out there working on this. Um, that if your body detects a certain, the metabolite of that drug, then as soon as you take the drug or, you know, 10, 15 minutes after you take the drug, it's going to make you violently sick. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that it was interesting. It like popped up on my feed and I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. And, and then I just saw the vi- like the, the commercial video for it and I was like, mm. oh, I have two more awesome things to share with you. I just remembered. So do you remember our good friend and resident strong woman, um, Catherine Bennett. Yes. So I heard a little, a little birdie in a tree named Catherine Bennett told me that she might be relocating to New York for a job. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Right. That's really cool. So she said that, you know, there, it's like a, like a really good chance that she may get the job. Um, and, she said it's like it's going to be a huge pay raise for me and i was like thinking to myself logically it would be because it's in new york and she's out in colorado but um she was like i want to help you get she's like she wants to help me get in shape for the wedding which i'm all for but she's going to work me to she's going to work me so hard 
I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm nervous because I know that like Suzanne's going to be like, oh, you know, I want to jump in on this too. And they're going to be fucking beating my ass, <laughs> you know, making me do all this shit. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm, 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 I think I'm more excited though. Yeah. Um, the second thing I wanted to tell you about is the, um, the guests that we were hopefully going to have next week. Okay. Um, so let me just share my screen with you so I can show you. Uh, wait, hold on. Share screen. Chrome tab. MTA. Share. Okay, so you can see this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, NYCFC, MLS Cup Champions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, anyway, let me switch to our Sober Highway account. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny meme that is. It is. Oh, my God. some of these are so funny um okay so our our guest is gonna be julian serafian um so julian is super awesome he's from california and basically um he's he has a huge presence on tiktok as you can see he's got 175,000 followers on tiktok um and he went to law school, went to Harvard Law School, got a huge, got a job at a big law firm. Um, you hear that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, he got a job at a big law firm and he uh, decided to quit his job at the law firm to focus on like mental health advocacy and burnout and stuff like that. This freaking siren, man. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, Hold on. It's getting louder now. This happens all the time. I don't know anywhere else where this happens. Come the fuck on. Is this for real? It's never been this long. <laughs> Maybe it's somewhere right by you. Something oh. going on right by you. I swear to God. All right. So anyway, um, he's really big into advocating for like mental health and burnout and uh, stuff like that. And he does a lot of videos on TikTok where he answers questions about, you know, what it's like to be in law school, what it's like working for like a big, like top 10 national law firm. Uh, and so I figured because social workers and lawyers alike also experience burnout, that it would be awesome for him to come and share his story talking about burnout and what he's been doing, advocating for mental health and stuff like that. And he has done videos in the past about colleagues um, in big law using drugs and alcohol, even in even at Harvard Law. People were, you know, I can mm-hmm. only imagine what 
people's like what lengths people were going to like to get to study and get good grades. So I just figured it would be a good idea. And he's a huge, he's a huge presence on TikTok and Instagram. So yeah, if we can really get him cool. and yeah. Um, so Julian, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, you know, go ahead, come on, give us a little shout out. And, um, so we're very excited to, to have you. It sounds really awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, is there anything else? Like, is there anything else we want to say? Anything else we want to share? I mean. No, not. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm so tired. I know. I know. Like, I drove. I drove five, almost five hours between yesterday, between, you know, the trip up to Hartford and the trip back. And then. Oh, here's another thing. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, way too overpriced. They're overpriced. You know, one time I tried to order wings and they were like sold out. Yeah. So here's the deal. Sold out of wings. So, you know, Michelle, Michelle and I don't often go. I mean, when we go out to dinner, we don't always order drinks like 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 alcoholic drinks because they're expensive and again like we have to drive home um so we i guess they were running a promotion it was like two for five dollar or something like i don't know what it was it was some sort of promotion it wasn't even two for five but it was like it was like two it was we each got 20 wings okay we each got a soda we each got a beer, one beer, a plate of fries with tax and tip, $99. That's ridiculous. Could you believe that? I was blown away. I will never, ever, ever go back to Buffalo Wild Wings again on a night where they're not doing a promotion for wings because that was insane. Yeah, that that's really ridiculous. And again, and, and I hate, I hate promoting the fact that I that I do engage in alcohol consumption but again like I have a I bought a 12 pack for a beer and I bought it when I moved in six months ago Mm -hmm. I still have six of them left like I don't drink that much because I don't like the feeling of what it does to my body when I get very intoxicated I just don't like it. I don't like being out of control. You know, it, it's actually interesting. So um, Carlos tried um, this hop water and hop tea. It's like zero calories. It's made with hops, non-alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm. And it's made with like water or tea and hops and like, I guess, different like natural flavorings and stuff. Um, I tried a sip. It wasn't my cup of tea, but like he liked it. <laughs> no pun intended, right? Yeah, no, no pun intended. It was not. It wasn't, cup- it wasn't your cup of tea, but it also wasn't your cup of tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, Sorry, but but he he likes it. He there there's a couple of different fla- some of the flavors he obviously likes more than others. But like he's trying to like work out and everything, right? And like so this is like also like something that's like a substitute of like okay, like I could bring something else and 
you know, okay. um, still feel like I'm relaxing in that way. And okay. You know, does it, is it taste like beer, but it's tea? Um, is that the, is that the premise of it's, of it's the not product? really supposed to quite taste like beer. It's supposed to be like, uh, I guess a, a substitute in some way, but it's not supposed to taste quite like beer. Um, it's okay. supposed to kind of mildly, I guess, taste like, like somewhat reminiscent of like an IPA is, is the idea. Oh, I hate um, Cause it's like very hoppy. Um, okay. But, yeah. Hey, if he likes it, I don't think I would drink it, but if he likes it, cool. Good for him. Yeah. I, I, I don't like to, I don't like to yuck people's yums, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, I, I tried it and I was like, mm, not my thing, but, but there's definitely other things that I like that other people don't like. So like what, for example? <laughs> so like there's this, um, like elderflower lemonade. I don't even know what elderflower is. It's a type of flower and it's, it's very like herby and floral. Um, and okay. floral drinks are like not everyone's jam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I think it's delicious, but it's not their cup of tea. Yeah, not their cup of tea. It's it's. I forgot what brand it makes it, but it's like from the UK. Um, and so I don't get it too often because they're pretty expensive. These little bottles, like this big, are like didn't we $4. talk about that once? Didn't we? Yeah, cause, yeah, because I gave it at my baby shower. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I gave that at my baby shower. Um, but I, I really like them. I think they're delicious. So I'm trying to think. There's a couple of things like first of all, I love I love marshmallow peeps. People hate them. I like peeps too, and I like candy corn. People don't like candy corn. Oh my god. Candy Ugh. corn haters. Oh. You know what I like to do? You know what I like to do with when I get candy corn? Throw it in the I, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll it. take it out of your trash. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if anyone ever gives me candy corn, I'll make sure to give it to you. Okay. But um I love I'm a I love Twizzlers. Twizzlers are like one of my favorite candies. Yeah. yeah Some people, that. most people don't like them. I get them in a big bag. Literally it says literally big bag. Says big bag. I was <laughs> literally says big bag. Um and I like when they're I like when they're like stale. I knew you were going to say that for some reason. Same thing with my peeps. I love when like I cut the top off of them and I you, let them you sit. Decapitate them? No, no, no. I I take the top off the wrapper. Oh. <laughs> I take the top off the wrapper and then I put them in the fridge so they get cold, they get stale, and then that's when I eat them. But the same thing with same thing with Twizzlers. I just open the bag and I leave them on the counter for like for a few hours and they get nice and stale and I fucking love them. Um, but the the best Twizzlers are the ones that you get at like those those like boutique candy stores there. I know there's one at Roosevelt field and they sell them. They're like each Twizzler is like three feet long. Mm-hmm. And then and there's like 50 or 60 of them in a bag. And those are the ones I really like. But um, yeah, that's one of the things. Those are, those are two things that I like that most people don't like. Um, Okay. So we we went a little bit we went a little bit further with this, right? We're at almost 40 minutes now. Yeah. So I guess yeah. we'll So I guess we'll cut it for now. Um thank you, thank you everybody for tuning in for the past 37 minutes and 39 40 seconds. 
And if you enjoyed the content that that we uh, that we put out for you guys today, and you want to hear some more, uh, go ahead and check us out on all the major podcasting platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Okay, if you want to check us out on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Okay, get involved with our our TikTok campaign to get AJ McLean on the Sober Highway podcast. Uh, if you have any information that you want to pass on to Anika and I, uh, if you have uh, if you have anyone that you think would be a good guest on our show, if you want to come be on the show, um, you can either DM us on any of our social media platforms. Or you can shoot us an email to thesoberhighway at gmail.com and we will get back to you ASAP because no one has emailed us just yet. Yeah. So we are waiting. We are waiting for the day that someone reaches out to us. All right. So we will see you guys next week. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.